Let us pray for vocations. O God, we earnestly beseech Thee to bless this church with many priests, brothers, and sisters who will love Thee with their whole strength, be faithful to their vocation, and gladly spend their entire lives to teach Thy truths, serve Thy church, and to make Thee known in love. Bless our families, bless our children. Mary, Queen of the Clergy. letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brethren, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And if I should have prophecy and should know all mysteries and all knowledge, And if I should have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And if I should distribute all my goods to feed the poor, and if I should deliver my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity is patient, is kind. Charity envieth not, dealeth not perversely is not puffed up, is not ambitious, seeketh not her own, is not provoked to anger, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth with the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never falleth away, whether prophecies shall be made void, or tongues shall cease, or knowledge shall be destroyed. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away all the things of a child. We see now through a glass in a dark manner, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am known. And now there remain faith, hope, and charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. From the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. At that time, Jesus took unto him the twelve and said to them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And all things shall be accomplished which were written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man. For he shall be delivered up to the Gentiles, and shall be mocked, and scourged, and spit upon. And after they have scourged him, they will put him to death. And the third day he shall rise again. And they understood none of these things. 
And this word was hid from them, and they understood not the things that were said. Now it came to pass, when he drew nigh to Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the wayside, begging. And when he heard the multitude passing by, he asked what this meant. And they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And they that went before rebuked him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out much more, David, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus, standing, commanded him to be brought unto him. And when he was come near, he asked him, saying, What wilt thou that I do to thee? But he said, Lord, that I may see And Jesus said to him, Receive thy sight. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he saw, and he followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. These are the saving words of the gospel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, reverend fathers, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, we are in Shrovetide. I'm sure that you are all walking around every day greeting each other, happy Shrovetide. This is the time before Lent when people uh, had to get all of the meat and fats and various things out of their houses before Lent started, once when the Lent was a very much more uh, strenuous discipline. The no meat products or fats of any kind could be consumed, and so people tended to try to jam it all down as much as they possibly could because they knew that they weren't going to be able to have it for a while. So they were about to, they were about to say goodbye to meat, right? And that's one of the reasons why this, air, this time before Lent begins is called, called Carnival or Carnivale because it's the Latin for saying goodbye to meat, right? Carnivale. Vale is the Latin way of saying goodbye. If you want to say goodbye to someone in Latin, you say vale. And uh, uh, if you say, well, more than one person, it's valete, right? But Carnivale is goodbye to meat. So this is the time that uh, certain excesses grew up before Lent Culminating still in some cultures of Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras, Fat Tuesday, right? Because that was the last day that you were able to eat fats, right? So uh, in the centuries before ours, in times of great devotion, certain practices rose up within Holy Church in, shall we say, to counterbalance the excesses that people got into before Lent. Confraternities developed that were dedicated to doing penance and practicing mortifications to do reparation for the excesses of the flesh that other people were getting into. This was a that was a period of time, like in the 15th, 16th, 17th centuries, when adoration of the Blessed Sacrament, exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, began to develop much more in, in Holy Church. Forty hours devotion rose up in those days as a counterbalance, not only. Uh, to excesses, but also to pray because of the woes, uh, other woes in society. That was a time of, of great faith in what the Blessed Sacrament, uh, our devotion to the Blessed Sacrament could do in, to counterbalance excesses. 
You know, there's always a, I think in our own lives, there's a, there's this kind of pendulum thing that we do. You know, we, we have, we, we have excesses and then we have zeal on the other hand, do reparation. You know, we go through these times where we fall down and then we have some discipline, you know, after that. And Holy Church, being the greatest expert in humanity that there's ever been, gives us a season gives us a season in which we are to do you know to discipline ourselves and in all through the history of the church all the way back to the earliest earliest days of holy church this discipline of lent always involved two different things it involved not just mortifications or denying ourselves things but it also involved works of charity giving to the poor works of mercy Leo the Great, when he talks to his people in time of Lent, the, the Pope, the Bishop of Rome back in the 5th century, he would urge people to take that which they were giving up, not just the excess, but really cutting deeply into the regular things that they would even need in giving up some of those things, but not just giving them up for the sake of doing you know, mortification, for the sake of doing penance, but then to give those things to the poor, to distribute the goods that they weren't using to the poor. It was a twofold thing because they, it love, it's always involves love of God and love of neighbor. It has to involve sacrifice, not only that which we are extending vertically to God, but also horizontally, that which we give to our neighbor. It always involves sacrifice. Lent is a time of discipline, a discipline in which we bring things to balance through self-emptying in the one hand and that self-emptying turning to self-giving so that we can be filled with that which God desires to give. And our gospel today, I think, teaches us something very important before Lent begins. It's no mistake at all that Holy Church chooses these two readings that we have, our epistle, that beautiful hymn to love of St. Paul, and then this, this gospel reading in which Christ gathers those disciples around him and he says to them, Now we go to Jerusalem. Let us go up to Jerusalem. And that is where there is going to be spitting and beating and killing. The Lord takes his disciples with him. He doesn't go alone. And in doing so, he teaches them something about love. Love which is charity. Not the kind of love which is so degraded and debased today. Ironically, we hear this wonderful thing from the Lord and from St. Paul on a day when, you know, out there in society, you know, people are kind of talking about a degraded sort of love. They're talking about what I call love. You know, it's L-U-V, right? Love. It's not real love. It's not true love. The love which is charity. The love which is embodied in the words, let us go up to Jerusalem, where there will be spitting, and beating, and killing. There will be sacrifice. At the heart of true love for a Christian, there is always sacrifice. That is what we must learn during Lent. Lent is a time of learning the lessons of love, and that is sacrificial love. 
we could use this opportunity like the blind man did. Gregory the Great, in talking about this section from the Gospel, he says that the blind man is us. We are the blind man. All of humanity is the blind man sitting there mired in the blindness of sin, sitting there by the road. And the Lord comes by and he seizes an opportunity. You think about what happens here in this moment, the, the drama of these moments in Holy Scripture. With a blind man begging by the road, unable really to do all that much for himself. He doesn't even know this whole commotion is coming towards him. He hears all this noise. Imagine the kind of chaos that surrounded the Lord everywhere he went. People trying to get near him. The people raising their voices and probably shouting petitions and asking him to do things. This chaos going by down the road. He's probably heard who Jesus of Nazareth is. And as he comes, he shouts, Jesus of Nazareth, have mercy on me. He seizes his opportunity. And the more they tell him to shut up, you're making a scene, the more he rises up and raises his voice. He seizes the opportunity. Have mercy on me. And the Lord makes him whole. The Lord makes him see. He raises him up and allows him to see And then what does the man do? He follows him. And where is he going? He's going to Jerusalem, where there is going to be sacrifice. Lent is a time of learning lessons of love. It's a program for you that Holy Church offers you. It comes at you down the road of the church's liturgical year every single year rise up and seize the opportunity to learn something about love which is going to involve sacrifice now there are a lot of young people in here today and it's something that's wonderful to see you always see it in traditional parishes you see lots of young people and I look out and I see a few people who are maybe a little closer to the end than the beginning just like I am I'm closer to the end of my life than, than I am to the beginning of it And we learn something about how to approach our Lent from that second part in that first reading from St. Paul. After he tells us all about love, he tells us about true love. And he says an astonishing thing. He says, when I was a child, I did childish things. I did this like a child and that like a child. Now I am a man. And now I need to do the things that grown-ups do. Every year, Holy Church gives us Lent. But very often, people don't move from doing the things that they did as children during Lent. They keep doing the same thing every year. Actually, they do rather childish things during Lent, even though they may be a lot closer to the end of their life than the beginning. Giving up chocolate is the stuff of children. You are called to learn lessons of love, to practice sacrificial love. Yes, the Lenten discipline involves mortifications, giving things up. It also involves works of mercy, giving to the poor, giving alms, like Father reminded you about the legislation of the church and their rules to follow. But I say, 
I say, seize this like the blind man, being raised up by the Lord and following him up to Jerusalem where there is sacrifice. The true sacrifice, which is true love. And the lesson of that sacrifice is that in your love of God and of your neighbor, that you must always seek that which is the true good for your neighbor, your loved ones. You true love always looks to see what is the good of the other and then to sacrifice your own needs, even your own life if it's so dramatic, but at least to sacrifice your own will as regards what you would like to do here and now or what you think you need for yourself, always turning and looking to the good of the other. Lent is a time of learning the lessons of love. And true love requires sacrifice. Come into your Lent now, according to your state in life. If you are a child, have the Lent of a child. But remember that one day you will grow up. And if you are grown up, do not any longer have the Lent of children. Have the Lent of a grown-up Christian ready to embrace sacrificial love, which our Lord will lead us to in Jerusalem. Thank you.